Why is it important for families to set goals together? How do you get your entire family on board to achieve the goals? Why is goal setting a collaborative process? And what are some of the goals you might set? The Stollard family has been setting goals for many years. Today, I'll talk with Nancy Stollard. We'll learn how her family sets and keeps track of their personal and family goals. Stay tuned. You won't want to miss today's program. This is Kay Meyer, president of Family Shield Ministries and your host for today's program. Thanks, Nancy, for being our guest today on Family Shield. Thanks for having me. Always good to be here. Well, tell our listeners about your family. Well, Todd and I are coming up on 25 years of marriage in November, so that's very exciting. And we have two children. We have Rebecca, who is almost going to be 22 um, in a couple weeks, and then Joshua, who's 18. They're both seniors. Rebecca's a senior at Webster, will graduate in May from college, and Joshua's going to graduate from high school. So in May... I am going to be one happy mama. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. That's fantastic. Well, you have been setting goals with your family for some time, and that's what we want to talk mm-hmm. about today. Yeah. Uh, how long has your family been setting annual goals? A long time, it seems like. Um, when the kids were young, of course, they were very simple goals. You know, try to go all year with making your bed, you know, things like that, getting good grades. When they were in about grade school, we started with little flip books, and we would just sit down um, right after Christmas, right before New Year's or maybe New Year's Day, and we would say, let's look at these goals. And we had seven different areas where we liked to do the goals, and we would have each person write down goals that they wanted to do for Um, spiritual goals and for fitness and for health and education and also financial goals. And especially as the kids get older, you know, things like financial goals and career goals are really good. And they just would go through and write those down. And then once a week, we would sit together and look at those books and, you know, figure out, have you met your small goal this week that's leading to the bigger goal? So you did it once a week. You would sit down as a family? Mm -hmm. We would. Yeah, we would. Um, Not every week, but pretty much that's what we tried to do is once a week. And uh, that, that just was very beneficial. Help keep everybody on track. Great. So why is it important for families to set goals? Well, if you don't set goals, you're just going to end up going with the wind or wherever life takes you, you know, and it's important to have goals um, and to set them. And it's important, too, to be accountable, you know, to your goals and have other people hold you accountable. So that's why we would meet together as a family to encourage them. And sometimes they wouldn't make a goal and they'd be like, you know what, that's okay for this week. Let's just try to you know, do it again for the next week. So being accountable is very important. So do you have both personal goals for each person and family goals? We do, yeah. And we start in our little book, we start with family goals, and we decide as a family what are we going to try to do, you know, different or better this year that we didn't do last year. And that's just kind of really neat to see where those family goals have taken us. Um, But then also each person obviously has individual goals too. Mm -hmm. Well, let's talk a little bit about some of the specifics. You mentioned uh, spiritual, physical. Mm -hmm. Let's just take one. Let's start with spiritual goals. What do you do? I love spiritual goals. Um, That's just a really great thing for any family to do. But um, as a family, we also meet together. Uh, We usually do the Sunday night. We have um, another little book that is our prayer book. And so everyone, we get, we sit on the couch and we get out a little prayer book and everyone gets a prayer request. So we'll put Joshua's name down and he'll list four or five things that he wants us to pray for this week. And then Rebecca and then Todd and then myself. Then we take turns praying for each other. And then, you know, we'll get together the next week and write down those prayer requests again. And it's just so important as parents to be lifting your kids up in prayer. You know, it's just very important to do. And it's important for them to learn to pray for each other and not just, you know, God help me with this or that. But it's important to have 
you reaching out and asking God to intervene for other people. So that's the prayer. And then we also have goals like, um, you know, going to church every week. I mean, it might sound like a silly goal, but it's if you the thing is, if you write it down, then you are more likely to want to do it. And if the kids know that it's in their book and then they're like, oh, I don't want to go to church, but it's a goal and it's in my book. So then they'll go do it. So it does make it better, you know, to write things down. So we have um, the praying praying together, um, obviously going to church, you know, Wednesday night Bible class, Wednesday night youth group. And then another great um, goal that we have, too, is reading a Christian book. And so sometimes we'll read all a book together, and sometimes we each have our own individual books, you know, that we'll do. And then also just morning devotions. My schedule is a little flexible to where I can be with the kids in the morning. And so I will... Um, sit down with them and we'll do devotions together before they go to school and I go to work. And I value that time so much. I really, really love that time together. So great. Yeah. Now, do you also set service goals for them mm-hmm. in under yes. their spiritual life? Yes, we do. Um, and that's really important to teach your kids how to serve. We, when the kids were younger, um, and sometimes still now, but when they were younger, we really made a point of every month we would say, okay, now what's one thing we can go out and do for somebody else? Maybe when they're little, you want to keep it simple, like maybe going in. And raking the leaves for a neighbor or something like that. Um, we've served in soup t- kitchens. We have gone on short mission trips together as a family. Um, there's just a lot of serving things that you can do with your kids, and it's important to instill that in them. And the thing is, it might sound kind of forced, like if you're making a goal once a month, we have to go serve someone. But the thing is, it gets ingrained in them. And now I see my kids serving, like we don't even really write that down as a big family thing anymore because I see them serving all the time. You know, one thing Josh does, there's a boy in a wheelchair and he made a goal once a week he's going to sit with that boy even though he's a freshman and my son's a senior he has seen this boy sitting totally alone and he thought you know what that's going to be my serving goal so once a week he goes whether his friends you know come with him or not so if you start when they're young it just becomes a habit so so just to plug into that sometimes Christians say you must do good works to be saved. We know mm-hmm. Ephesians 2, 8, and 9. We're saved by faith alone in Jesus Christ. Right. When we do service gifts as part of our goals, do you ever have conversations with them mm-hmm. about the fact that it's not a law? It's right. not something you have to do. Right. Do you do that with yeah. them? Yeah. yeah. And, you know, and they know that we're basically saved to serve. That's that's why we serve. We don't serve in order to get brownie points with God. That's not the point. But because we've been saved, we want to just extend that grace to everyone around us. So so they go and serve. Let's jump to goals related to okay. physical. Mm-hmm. What what do you do in that area? You know, it's interesting um, because the kids are like, what were your goals when you were a child? I'm like, when I was a child, we were outside. We were running around. Like, we never sat. We didn't have phones and Game Boys or all the, you know, stuff they have now. So, but now kids sit so much and so many of them are overweight that you really just have to have a goal. So a really neat goal that we do, um, Rebecca and I, every morning we walk a mile. And we decided this about three years ago that we were just going to get up no matter how cold it is and walk a mile because she goes to college, but she's living at home. So we get up and pretty much at 7 a.m. we are out walking the neighborhood. And it's so great because you're out in God's creation and it gives her and I a chance to talk. We also listen to a pod Christian podcast while we're out walking. So that's, you know, 
listening. We're getting God's word and physical. So that's a two for one goal, which I love. But you're out and you're meeting neighbors. We have met so many people that we would never have met had we not decided to walk. So, yeah. So I think that's really good. And um, and so that's that's a very simple one. We all um, almost all of us have the goal to be at the gym three times a week. Um, we also have like small weights and an elliptical machine at home. We're always trying to be working out at home as well. And it's just important to get your body moving, you know. So if it's, you know, you don't have to run a marathon, you know, although I have run a half marathon, but you can just, just moving every day. And it's just, if you, again, if you get your kids in that habit, my kids, if they're busy and they haven't gone to the gym by Friday, they're like, oh man, I got to go to the gym because it's just so built into them. So these habits are good. Those are good. Those are wonderful. And nutrition. Talk a little bit about nutrition and what you do related to goals for that. Yeah. Nutrition is also very important these days. Um, a lot of kids are eating a lot of fast food, a lot of junk food, a lot of soda. We just we just don't drink soda. We just drink water. Another thing with water, this is really interesting. A lot of people don't know this, but you take your body weight, you cut that in half, and that's how many ounces you need. That's a lot of ounces. Most people don't know that, and most people don't drink near enough water. So um, my kids are very conscious. They bring water bottles to school. We drink water all the time at every meal. Um, Also with nutrition, fruits and vegetables, of course, are very important. My kids, bless their hearts, they have tomatoes, carrots, and broccoli on their plate for breakfast, lunch, and supper. I mean, we eat that stuff for breakfast. So, um, But it's interesting. They've been noticing compared to their friends, they're very healthy. We don't get sick. Mm-hmm. You know, we're preventing diseases down the road. I mean, nutrition is so important. And it's just, it can be hard sometimes, but um, we cut up a lot of fruits and vegetables and have them in little tubs in the fridge. And so that way the kids can just pull them out easily. So that's something as a mom, you can do a little food prep and have things ready for your kids. It makes it so easy for them to eat healthy. But eating healthy is very important. Yeah. Oh, this is fun to hear all the things you do. So what about financial? I know when they're really little, you can't probably do a whole lot, but it's important that our children and our youth Mm -hmm. understand financial issues. What do you do? Yes. Well, uh, tithing has always just been uh, an important thing, even when they're very young. They would get even some birthday money. If they got 20 bucks, we're like, well, what do you do? You're going to give 10% of that, you know, back to church. And it's so important for them, I think, to put the money in the offering plate. I know so often parents will be like, well, here, here's a buck. Put it in. But we're like, no, when you get your own money, you tithe 10%, and you're going to give that back to God because that's that's teaching them, you know, to give. And then also saving. We also encourage them to save. Open it open a savings account for your kids when they're really little and they'll get excited when the money grows, you know. So um, having financial goals is very important because I don't know what the percentage is for Americans, but we're so in debt. Like there's the debt is off the charts. So if kids don't learn how to save when they're young, then they're not going to do it when they're older. So yeah, so saving money and tithing, very important in our family. Great. I want to make a couple announcements and then I'll come back and we will continue talking about setting goals for families. Today, Family Shield is giving away a matter of time or setting priorities. To request one of the complimentary booklets, call the Family Shield Response Center at 1-877-250-8416 or email us at witness2family at gmail.com. Please give us your complete name and address when you call or write. The Family Shield radio program airs on more than 50 radio stations each week throughout the United States and is also available through our podcast, where a listener-supported ministry, your gift, makes the program possible. 
We invite your prayers and support. If you'd like to support us, send your donation to Family Shield Ministries, P.O. Box 230015, St. Louis, Missouri 63123. You can also donate on our website, www.familyshieldministries.com. If you're a Thrivent Financial member, you can designate your Thrivent Choice dollars to support Family Shield Ministries. Go to thrivent.com slash thrivent choice or call thrivent 1-800-847-4836 and one of their employees will help you. Learn more about Family Shield again on our website, www.familyshieldministries.com. By the way, you can also sign up to receive our complimentary email newsletter. It's sent out monthly and you can sign up on our website or you can send us your email at witness to family at gmail.com and we'll do that for you. Thanks for listening. We were talking to Nancy Stollard about setting goals for families. It's been fun to learn all of the things that you do. Uh, you're doing both personal goals and family goals. Let's talk a minute before we talk about another category about uh what you do, and you mentioned this earlier, but what if somebody has set too many goals and they just mm. don't get them done? What do you What do you do, especially if it's one of your children? Yeah, well, when we meet, you know, on Sundays and we're realizing, hey, someone's not meeting, you know, all of their goals, then we just try to say, look, maybe we can just dial it back a little bit. I mean, maybe they decided they were going to run two miles a week. Well, let's just cut it back to one mile. Or maybe they were going to memorize one Bible verse a week. Maybe that's too much. Let's just shoot for one a month. So you can always just kind of dial it back a little bit. And, um, and goals are very fluid too. You always want to know that you can change your goal. Maybe you start off with a goal in January and by February you're like, I don't really want to achieve that. I'd rather go a different way. So it's important once you set a goal to try to stick with it. But if you realize it's not being achievable, it's okay to change your goals. It's really fine. So, so yeah. being flexible is important. Yes. Being very flexible is very important. Yeah. So uh, let's talk a minute about family goals. I think all of these are family goals or a lot yeah. of what you've been sharing. But mm -hmm. uh, when you talk about specific family goals, what kind of goals do you set? Well, a very important one that we have is what we call family night. And that is usually on Friday night. And it's amazing because our kids really hold to that. They they really look forward to family night just as much as Todd and I do. And it's just very important to set aside that time. When your kids are little, I know it seems like oh my goodness, I'm around my kids all the time. <laughs> like you want to get away from them. But pretty soon they start getting really, really busy. And so now it's important that they take a break from all their activities and we all have work and other things and that Friday night is just us. And it can be simple. It could be going out to eat. It can be an experience very inexpensive restaurant. You don't have to spend a lot of money on family night. It's just being together. We'll come back. We might watch a movie together. We might um, have game night. My kids really love game night. That's a lot of fun. Even though they're, you know, high school and college, we still do game night. So, and it's just nice to sit and just turn off the phone. No one's on their phones, no electronics, and just talking to each other and catching up with each other. It's very important. That's great. That's great. Yeah. I think uh, we could talk more about ideas for the families yes. out there. Mm -hmm. There are many ideas out there, but yes. sometimes people need someone to kind of spoon feed them. Yeah. What should we do? Yeah. What could we do? And mm -hmm. I love that you say you put the phones away. That's right. That's Absolutely. important too. <laughs> no phones. <laughs> no phones. That uh, we don't do phones at supper either. That's been a goal or a rule for our family for a long time. When we're eating, 
we're looking at each other, we're engaged with each other, and um, that's that's kind of family time too. So that's yeah, right. family meals are very important. Right, right. You also talk about business or career goals. Yes. Now, I really like that. What mm-hmm. do you do now? Your children are older, right. one's in college, one's mm-hmm. graduating high school. Yes. Tell us about that. So those goals were mainly for Todd and I when the kids were younger. Um, I always want to be reading a book about the career that I'm in. Um, Todd does too. It's just good to read different people's you know, ideas that they have and just a lot of goal-setting books are really good. But then as the kids got older, what was really important for them is to be setting some kind of career goal. What do you want to be? You know, And if they're not sure what they want to be, then spend some time researching that. They can get online. I might have a friend, say, who's an accountant. If someone wants to be an accountant, you know, talk with them. So it's always important for them to be thinking about careers. And also with that, it's not so much maybe their specific career, but just becoming an adult, you know, and, and looking at people who set like maybe just, I don't know, just personal goals. There's just a lot of coaching videos. There's podcasts is huge in our family. And that's something we encourage them to do. Get online, look at some successful people, listen to their podcasts and see what they're doing and, you know, try to emulate that. So that's great. That's great. And I know that has to be age appropriate. So when they're (laughs) younger, it's going to be totally different types of things. But I think a lot of teenagers don't think about their future. And that's just kind of what that career thing is. Just think about that, you know, or read a book about someone, you know, in their career and how it may went up and down and just, you know, just get educated. And I do think children and youth only know what their parents did. And so getting out and maybe if you want to be an engineer, when you're old enough to mm-hmm. spend a day or yeah. more than one day with an engineer to That's learn right. what they do is very helpful. Yes, very it is. Helpful. Yeah, yes. very helpful. So one of the last things you have on goal settings is learning a new skill. Talk about that. This is one of my favorite things. We added this in just kind of recently, um, you know, like the last maybe four or five years. And what this is, is just something fun because they say your brain, you just get in a rut. You do the same thing. The kids get up, they go to school, they study, they have tests. We get up, we go to work, you know, come home, do dishes, all that. And if you if you just give your brain something different to do. So what is just something fun? So one thing I wrote down this year was juggling. <laughs> I mean, it's not going so well yet, but maybe next year I could come back and show you how I can juggle. But I mean, it's just something that is totally different. It's fun. I think it would just be cool to be a mom that could juggle. I mean, these goals usually make no sense and they really don't serve much of a purpose uh-huh. a purpose except to just bring enjoyment and just to do something different something and just give your brain something new to do. So maybe it's picking up an instrument. Maybe it's learning to, you know, I don't know, crochet or needlepoint or, or do something, but just something fun. So, so each person chooses Correct. a skill that mm-hmm. they've never done yeah. before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So what else do you want our listeners to learn about goal setting? And I would guess you've been doing it and you mm-hmm. sound like you're very successful and you're do- in, in doing it. But let's speak to the uh, the family that has never done it. Mm-hmm. Maybe their kids are different ages. Um and, and they're scared. They yeah. want to do it. They know mm-hmm. it's important. Well, but how do they get started? So when we set goals, we like to use the SMART goal theory. SMART is an acronym for specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and timely. And when you use this method, it's pretty easy to set a goal. S is for specific. That means you know exactly what the goal is. So you can ask yourself, what do I want to achieve? How am I going to do it? Where? With who? 
A good example might be, I am going to read a devotional with my children for 10 minutes every morning before they go to school. That would be a specific goal. M stands for measurable. This means that you can track the progress of your results. So if I say I want to lose weight, that is not a measurable goal. But if I say I want to lose five pounds in six months, that would be a very good measurable goal. So would walking together as a family for one mile without stopping, that is measurable. A would be attainable, which this just means that the goal is within your reach. You don't want to set goals, especially for young kids that are just not attainable. It's not going to be any fun. They're going to get frustrated. They're going to quit. So make sure the goal is attainable and age appropriate for that child. And even for you as an adult, make sure it's attainable, something that you can reach. You can start with easy goals for kids and then just set the goals harder and harder as they go. But if they can achieve a couple goals pretty quickly, it gets them excited about goal setting. The R is for relevant. And this just means, does a goal apply to you? So an example would be like having your kids learn German might not be very relevant, but if you live in a Spanish-speaking community, having your kids learn Spanish, that would be a great goal. Then there's the T, which is for timely, and this just means you're setting reasonable timelines for your goal. You just don't want to be loafing around, not really doing much for the goal, but you also don't want to be like at a breakneck pace where you're just frustrated. So your goal needs to be timely. So I would say learning a Bible verse once a month would be a good timely goal. Learning two Bible verses a week, that might not be a very good timely goal. So just have SMART goals. Make sure they're specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and timely. That's a great way to set goals. Those are good. Those are wonderful. Just you want to start slow, right? And again, with these seven areas that we have, and you may come up with three or four areas. It doesn't matter. Um, But the important thing is just to start. So just pick out the most important one. And for me, spiritual goals is the most important. I mean, if nothing else, you should have a goal of going to church every week with your child and doing morning devotions. That would just be a great place to start. Um, You know, for kids in nutrition, if they don't eat any fruits and vegetables, if you put on their plate what we eat, they're going to flip out. So we just want to keep it small. So maybe just start with, hey, let's have some carrots, you know. And what we do is we just have like a, a, we each have a spreadsheet and we have the different colors of these different segments in there. Under nutrition, one thing that we all do is we wake up in the morning and we take full 16 ounces of warm water and we squeeze a lemon into it. And that's a great place to start. Have that in your body before you do anything else. That gives you 16 ounces of water, which is a good chunk of your water goal. And the lemon gets your digestion going. So that's a good health thing. So all of us do that. We added that in a couple years ago. So now that's just totally become, you know, a good habit. And then, like I said, add in one fruit or one vegetable. And then as far as... um, Like spiritual goals also, if they can memorize, just say one verse a month. Everyone can do that. So just keep it very simple. And it's important to let the kids pick their own goals. Like when they were really little, of course, as a parent, I'm like, this is your goal, brushing your teeth, you know, doing this stuff. But now let them pick it because when they pick the goal, they'll want to, you know, follow through much more because it's the goal that they set, you know. So um, start slow, let them be involved, and then just doing the follow-up. You have to meet with them and just, you know, look at their chart or list or whatever form you have it in and say, how are you doing on that? And can we adjust that in some way? Now, one of the things you said as we got started is you really wanted to talk about 2 Timothy 3.16. Mm, mm-hmm. And uh, we have a, just a few minutes left. Okay. So talk a little bit about why that verse. Is yeah. As a parent, 2 Timothy 3.16 is just one of my favorites because um, it says all scripture is God breathed and it's used for four things, which is really cool. So it's used for um, teaching 
and rebuking and correcting and training in righteousness. So those four things. And I find that verse helpful because it reminds Todd and I what our goal is as a parent, that we want to be teaching our kid all of these things. And also it shows the children that Jesus says that these are important things to do. So when I correct you, I'm doing it because I love you, you know, and I'm going to teach you good good, godly goals. I'm going to teach you about fitness and all that because I love you. And then I'm also going to train you in righteousness because that's what God says is a good way to live. So it's a great verse because it gives you four things to do, but it also lets the kids know it's coming from God down, not just from me. It's coming from God. And that just makes them accept it a little better. That's great. We have about three minutes left. So what else do you want our listeners to know as they set personal and family goals? Another great verse, and I'm going to read this one. This is Deuteronomy um, 6, verse 5. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be upon your hearts. And here's the part I like, verse 7. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home, when you walk along the road, when you lie down, and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads and write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. So I love that because it just kind of talks about what parenting really is. It's not just once a week looking at your kids saying, be good or do this or do that. You have to talk about it along the road when you sit, when you rise. So it's a constant thing. And all those little snippets of time build up into really big just life changes in your child. And so I just want to encourage everyone that goal setting and parenting, it's its a bunch of tiny little things and not just one big thing. So the more you can talk, you know, at supper time when you're around and you're doing a healthy meal and you're sitting together, so that counts for good nutrition, that counts for family time. And if you talk about God, it talk, counts for spiritual time. So you got three things going in there, you know, and that's really exciting. So, um, and then just... You know, just love your kids, but you got to give them focus. A lot of kids, I think, are lost. I think a lot of kids don't have good self-esteem and self-confidence because they haven't been taught to have goals, and they have nothing to work for or to look forward to. Oh, and a very important thing, setting when you set goals, you should have rewards. Yes, and yes, and so whether maybe it's a big family vacation or a trip to Six Flags or just to go get ice cream, you know, tell your three kids, if you can do these things for two or three weeks, we will have a reward. And that's very important too, because it gives them something to look forward to. It makes them feel so good about themselves because they've accomplished a goal, you know, and then um, that just, it's great life skills for later when they have a job, because in a job and in college, you have to, you know, set goals and achieve things. So if you teach that young, it'll carry through. That's great. Rewards. Let's go back to think about, and we don't have time, Mm -hmm. but each of these things, Mm -hmm. because as you said, they don't have to be big. Right. It might just be a special snack. Right. That's right. Yeah. 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 Or something fun to do. We used to do, you talked about family activities. We used to do mystery family rides where my husband and I knew where we were going, but the kids didn't. And Corrine still talks about it. She loved that we would do that. And and, uh, it wasn't ever expensive. It was always just yeah family time and fun togetherness but that's memories that they remember so yeah yes they do yes they do yeah well thank you so much again my guest has been nancy stollard and um we've been talking about goal setting for Mm -hmm. families and she shared a lot of good suggestions and we are so thankful that you joined us today Mm -hmm. we ask that uh, the lord continue to bless you and Mm -hmm. your family remember to take up the shield of faith Ephesians 616 that's what our name is based on and we're thankful that you've been listening God bless your day 
You've been listening to Family Shield, a production of Family Shield Ministries. Its mission is to educate and equip people through the power of the gospel to know Christ, grow in His Word, and to strengthen individuals and their families. To learn how you can obtain resources or support the ministry, go to www.familyshieldministries.com or write Family Shield Ministries, P.O. Box 230015, St. Louis, Missouri, 63123. And tune in again next week for Family Shield.